gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast, hosted by G2. This is episode 163, I believe. Um, it's big game day. If you're listening to this on a Sunday, if you're listening to this to a day after Sunday, like on Monday, Tuesday, well, happy. Happy day for you all. Um, I want to start off with asking every single one of you, how are you doing today? I hope you're doing lovely. I hope your plans are uh, working well for you. If not, don't worry about it. You still got the rest of 2024 uh, to accomplish whatever plans you want to accomplish. Just want to make this clear right now. It is Valentine's week. Wednesday will be Valentine's Day. So please, you have another a couple days before Valentine's Day is hit. And then you'll be out of luck if you don't have something for your Valentine. So please get something uh, together. Now, with that being said, kind of going along with Valentine's Day, let's go off to the National Food Days of the Week. Today being February the 11th, it is Peppermint Patty Day, as well as Pork Rind Appreciation Day. February the 12th, it will be National Plum Pudding Day, as well as Oatmeal Monday. February the 13th, it is National Tortellini Day. February the 14th, Valentine's Day is National Cream Filled Chocolates Day, so it makes sense for that. February 15th, National Gumdrops Day. February the 16th, National Almond Day and... They put National uh, Tartar Sauce Day. They say it's for the first day of Lent, so I think it's for people that eat fish. And February the 17th, to round us off, it is National Indian Pudding Day. Now, moving away from the National Food Days of the week, I do want to say I hope everybody enjoys the big game today. Um, I hope everybody is able to enjoy their family, their associates, their friends, whoever you're around with. Uh, during the big games, enjoy your pizza, your wings, your healthy snacks, and your uh, junk food as much as you can. Because as of right now, at least at the time of this recording, there is starting to be a price hiking, at least in the fast food industry. So if you got your food from the fast food place, wherever you do get it, um, I hope you didn't have to pay too much for it. I started to see the price hiking uh, this week. It was a topic on Good Morning America. I really didn't pay too much attention to it until I started to look around and I got an article here from Fortune. It talks about how Chipotle is starting to uh, have a price hike, at least coming in California. And the CFO would talk about it to Fortune. He did uh, attribute to customers across income levels. He said, we have increased customers visits at the lowest income level that we track under $40,000 a year. The other yearly income ranges tracks are from 40 thousand to hundred thousand from hundred thousand to hundred fifty thousand and over hundred fifty thousand every single income level comes to us more often uh they raise their pricing up and they would also attribute the traffic to what he said is the restaurant's value uh proposition of quality food made from fresh ingredients it's hard to find an entree for lunch or for dinner of the quality you get at chipotle for under 10 bucks so it's going to cost a little bit more than the traditional fast food, but he still wants the pricing to be up. So it at least makes sense for them to have all the stuff that they 
uh, will give you at Chipotle. Now, I never been to Chipotle. I just know there's usually a burrito place. People have said you get bowls or nachos, guac, whatever. But the fast food industry is pricing up things. I will say if you have the money, um, go out. Go out and shop. Go out and go grocery shopping as much as you can for whatever you do have in your wallet. And um, try to eat at home. Not too much eat fast food. I would suggest that because fast food's only meant for like one day unless you do it smart and you like stack up on different things from different fast food places. I know someone broke down how they were able to buy a large amount of like Big Macs or McRibs or whatever the case may be from McDonald's and they were able to freeze them and then whenever they wanted one, they could just go in the freezer and grab one. I'm not certain if that's possible today, but Somebody was able to do it, and they still were able to eat their food that way. But my best uh, advice to anyone would be, yo, go to your grocery store, grab uh, some cheap meat, um, buy some oodles and noodles, buy some rice roni, buy whatever you can to at least uh, get you full and make you last for at least three days. That's my advice for you. I know other people are going to do different things, but please do that instead of going out because you're dropping, what, $30, $40, $50 on a one-night meal when you could have used that for grocery shopping and that groceries could at least last you longer than just one night. So again, my best interest for everyone, please go grocery shopping. Go to your local uh, Walmarts, your Food Lines, your Piggly Wigglies, your Kroger's, all your other grocery uh, stores and just pick up some stuff for you to grab and Start cooking when you are home. Next up, staying within the food category here, I want to talk about Snoop Dogg and Master P. They're suing Walmart and Post for trying to sabotage their cereal. Yes, Master P and Snoop Dogg, they do have um, cereal together. It's called Brodus Foods. They created that in 2022 with the goal of adding diversity to the food industry while inspiring and creating opportunities for minority-owned products and brands. Their suit argues that when the two rappers approach Post consumer brands to get support for one of the cereals, Snoop cereal, the food manufacturer attempted to outright buy the brand. The rappers declined the offering, saying they believed it would destroy the whole purpose of leaving the company to their families. Post then suggested and entered a partnership promotion agreement with Brodus Foods to manufacture, market, distribute, and sell Snoop cereal in December 2022, in which they will split the profits with Brodus Foods, the lawsuit states. However, the rappers argue that Post did not honor their original agreement, citing the manufacturer pretended to be on board with the duo's goals and did not treat the cereal like one of his own brands. That's kind of going to be the case. I just want to make that known right there. They were never going to promote your cereal like theirs. That wasn't going to happen because they have their own cereal. They're just in a partnership with you. That wasn't going to happen. I don't know what Snoop Dogg and Master P thought, but I digress. Continuing on. Post entered a false agreement where they could choke Brodus food out of the market, thereby preventing Snoop cereal from being sold or produced by any other competitor to lawsuit states. Months after Snoop cereal launched last July, the lawsuit argues that customers were no longer able to find a cereal in many Walmart stores across the United States, unlike other cereals under the Post brand. The lawsuit added that while the product was listed as sold out or out of stock, several employees found several boxes of the cereal in stock rooms and that they had been coded to not be put out on the store shelves. 
The rappers say Brutus Foods suffered financial losses along and a damaged reputation become because Walmart and Post decided not to make the product widely available to customers. So both Master P and Snoop Dogg are seeking a jury trial, damages exceeding $50,000 and further relief determined by the court according to the lawsuit. So there you have it. Um, I just want to make this perfectly clear. If they were outright trying to buy you right then and there, that should tell you something. I don't know what Master P and Snoop Dogg thought whenever they partnered up with Post after they just initially tried to buy you out. That should have been a red flag right there. But they they led with good faith. They believed that Post would uh, do them right. And as you can tell, they did not. And that goes into Walmart as well. I'm kind of ashamed at Walmart for not uh, doing right by Snoop Dogg and Master P. But I'm not surprised by this because I'm going to give you guys a personal story of my own. Um, this was a couple years ago, I believe like 2020 or 2021. It was still during the whole pandemic for craze because I know I was still inside the house at the time and this was during Black Friday and people might uh have some conflicting things on this so they might say this happened to them but if you go on Black Friday go to Walmart whenever it's time you know when they start saying okay it's about to uh be live the item is about to be live and all this type of stuff so you could buy it I had a laptop that I was looking forward to to try to buy and when I stayed up all that time and for that exact time to hit and I always refresh try to make sure that I always grabbed it just to have it in my cart and so I could buy it out quickly and as soon as it hit the precise time I click refresh and it said out of stock sold out I was livid I was pissed I was frustrated to the point that I did something that I never done ever in my life I had to find Walmart's customer service I had to call them up and I stayed on that line for some time until a representative answered my phone call and I said okay how is it possible that this laptop is sold out just like that when I refresh immediately at the Pacific time there should have been no way I should have been able to at least grab one I understand that there if I had two and I couldn't grab two I had one in my cart and you mean to tell me it's already sold out that doesn't make sense to me and the guy tried to say all these things, but I was not letting it go. I said, no, no, that doesn't make sense. That isn't right. I'm I'm going to do something. This isn't fair. It's not fair. And the person on the other end, they could tell that I was serious about this. They said, listen here, we're going to run back that exact sale tomorrow at this time. I want you to be on the laptop, on the computer exactly at this time. And whenever that time hits, refresh it, grab it. And you'll be straight. And I said, what happened if it doesn't? Trust me, it's going to be there. I said, all right. So I waited the next day. And I waited at the exact time. I refreshed it. The laptop was there. I was able to buy it. And I said, okay, cool. So I don't know what's up with Walmart or whoever is doing that. When they say something's out of stock, when it's clearly not. Because if you mean to tell me it's was there the day before, and you mean to tell me it's out of stock, but the next day at the specific time that the man told me it was going to be at, and was there for me to grab, something's not right. Something's wrong within the Walmart system. So I'm not shocked that Snoop Dogg's products will say sold out or out of stock. No, something in the Walmart uh, system is messing with them. So I'm glad that they're suing Walmart, and I'm glad they're suing Post. Post, I put that more on Snoop and P for giving them good faith, but again, they gave them good faith. They should have 
looked at them crazy whenever they even did a partnership with them. But I digress. It's still a good faith. But Walmart, they're wrong. They're meant to be selling out products. They're meant to put products out there for people to see. So I'm cool with Master P and Snoop suing Walmart. I hope they get what they were supposed to be getting. I hope they get more because Walmart is a big brand, is a big business. And for you not to sell their product in your stores and you just to hold it out, it makes no sense to me. But again, we'll wait and see. I hope that, again, Master P and Snoop Dogg get what they are supposed to get from uh, Walmart and Post. But whenever there's more information about this, I will come back to you guys and uh, deliver it to you. Now, moving off of that, I do want to talk about a plane crash that happened Friday afternoon in Florida. Uh, a plane went down. Five people were aboard said plane when it crashed at 3.15. Tracking data from flat flight aware shows the plane took off from the Ohio State University Airport a little after 1 p.m. and was scheduled to land at Naples Airport before departing for Fort Lauderdale. Two people died in a crash. The clear... County Sheriff's Office said three people survived. Robin King, spokesperson for the Naples, or Naples, excuse me, airport authority, told CNN King did not know the conditions of the three survivors. A witness was driving on I-75 when the plane flew in from behind her, clipped the top of a pickup truck in front of her, contacted the highway, and skidded for about 30 feet before it slammed into the concrete wall and burst into flames, she told CNN in a phone interview. Um, they would say that an emergency was declared shortly before the crash, shortly before aircraft taking tracking data shows the plane crash into the highway. A piloted radio air traffic controllers to report an emergency. They lost both engines. Emergency, a pilot said in transmissions captured by LiveATC.net, making an emergency landing. An air traffic controller cleared the plane onto the runway and instructed another aircraft to hold short of the runway. The pilot replied in the last recording heard on that recording from the aircraft, cleared the land, but we're not going to make the runway. The crash happened on the southbound lanes near Port Ridge Road. The Florida Highway Patrol said a large section of the highway was closed after the crash, the sheriff's office said, without specifying when it would reopen. Now, the reason why I bring this up to you is because recently, and I mean extremely recently, we've been having problems with planes or uh, just anything that's flying in the air that's man-made is starting to have some problems. I've never seen so many planes starting to have so many problems in my life. We had the problem over there in Japan. They had that problem over there where they uh, clipped another plane and just had a problem there. We had uh, the Boeing with the door flying out. We had the Boeing, I believe, with one of the engines going out. Now we have this one where both of its engines went out and it had to go down and end up crashing. You just see a lot of planes starting to uh, have just some type of malfunctions now more than ever. And by the way, just want to um, update everyone on this because they would at least put out some type of reporting or findings that uh, there were four bolts missing from the door from that um, Alaska Airplanes uh, Boeing plane that went up in the air that the door went off. Four key bolts were missing to lock that door. So that's what happened. Probably there'll be more things coming out. Maybe who knows, but I still want to know what do the people on that uh, plane think? Are they trying to sue? Are they coming together to get a big civil suit to get money? I know I would be, but we'll have to wait and see on that. But there's just been problems 
with planes recently and I want people to be okay. I want people to be safe as they're going into the air. Personal story yet again. I just got off of a plane and at nighttime going up in the air. By the way, don't ever fly at night. I hate that. Um, it was starting to shake in the air. Literally, I'll say six, seven minutes as we're already in the air. Now, people might say, Gerald, that's turbulence. I've had turbulence before, but this one was shaky, shaky. And I mean shaky, shaky to the point that I was looking at everybody and everybody was just okay. And I'm trying to figure out how is no one not looking around to see what's going on. That turbulence was not the greatest. And I don't like flying at night. I don't. I would rather fly in the morning, rather fly in the afternoon. At least if the plane was to go down, I at least can see what's about to go down. I can only see where we're about to splat and go into whatever. But at nighttime, I can't see nothing. It's nothing but a dark pit. I don't like it. I don't. Mm -mm. It gives me the shakes. So I would say, please, for the love of God, just if you're on a plane, you're going on a jet, you're going on whatever aircraft carrier that you're going on, please be careful. Please be safe. Uh, say a prayer. Say a prayer as you're up there in the air. Say a prayer before you get on the plane. I know people might not be spiritual or might not be religious, but just say one. What's the worst they could do? Okay, just say one before you get up on get up in the air. But also, see if you can have someone inspect. Especially if you own a jet, have someone inspect your plane to make sure everything's good. Make sure everything is uh right with it, because uh you don't want your plane to go down. Again, this was a little bit morbid, but I want everyone to be safe. I do mean that every single time I do talk about a uh, tragedy like this, because this was a tragedy. But please be careful out there. Please be safe out there in the air. And uh, say a prayer before you get on any type of air, well, airplane or aircraft. Please, for the love of God. Uh, moving off of that, California. California's been having some problems here. California just experienced an earthquake. I read this from the Associated Press, it will say that it experienced a 4.6 magnitude earthquake and it shakes greater Los Angeles. No reports of significant uh, damage. So I'm glad to hear about that. California has always been known, at least from an outsider's worldview, for a place that gets earthquakes, for a place that in the summer it starts going on fire. Um, just a lot of earthly, natural things happen in California. I'm still surprised people want to really live in California. I understand it's Hollywood and your dreams are made up there, whatever. But, dog, uh, I would, I don't know. I don't know how I feel I was in California. I know I couldn't stand if I had to be around an earthquake. I'll probably be trying to figure out a way how I can get out of here. But to everybody that's still sticking in California, congratulations to you. I know you guys were just dealing with earlier in the week a lot of rain, some flooding over there, then to have an earthquake to happen to you guys is rough. It's rough just seeing and hearing about everything that's happening in California. So again, to everybody that's dealing with all that, uh, more power to you. I hope you guys are safe over there in California. I hope you guys enjoy yourself. And again, uh, please be safe. Next up, the big thing to come out this week in media-wise was Monique. Monique, the comedian, she went on uh, Club Shay Shay, and she she talked just like Cat Williams did, but Cat Williams, he used big words, and he used uh, comedy, and he was kind of brash with his talking, but Monique, she went the other way. Monique, 
Uh, she was soft in the way that she spoke. She still got her point across when she talked about certain individuals, but she was getting things off of her chest. And I appreciate that whenever you uh, see someone that has been wronged and you hear what they had to say and they explain to you why they've been wrong and how they've been wronged, that's that's the great thing. We are in 2024. Cat Williams set the interview game on fire by telling the truth, or at least people say his perceived truth about people. And people are just following suit now more than ever, because now people are able to bring up receipts about how they were wronged and how they were mistreated or whatever may have you by the person they're talking about. And it's no longer of, okay, you don't believe me? Well, you got to take my word. No, we have receipts. They're able to bring it up. And Monique, she did this here. She talked about Dio Hughley. She talked about Breakfast Club. She talked about uh, Kevin Hart. Talked about Steve Harvey. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. More of her interview was more directed at Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry because they are the black like gatekeepers in Hollywood. Whenever you are a black person, at least in my age range, when you grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s, Oprah Winfrey was on TV. Oprah Winfrey was like the top black uh, celebrity on that Mount Rushmore. Um, not so much with the younger kids. Younger kids, they kind of like push Oprah Winfrey to the side because they know about Oprah. They don't even like rocking with Oprah like that. So the young kids might say they don't put Oprah on that. But people within the, I'll say the late 20s, early 30s and up, they have Oprah up there like that. And again, I'm speaking just in general. There's certain selects. They probably say no, but just in general, people always say Oprah. And Tyler Perry, he gets thrown in the mix because he had to do things his way to make his own self a millionaire, billionaire. So Tyler Perry's kind of up there as well. But those two are kind of like the gatekeepers for black entertainment, black Hollywood. Monique, she has a problem with them because they kind of been the leaders to kind of blackball her in the Hollywood game. And it all starts from Oprah wanting Monique to do international press for Precious. Monique speaks about it on Club Shay Shay. She says how she didn't want to do it because she didn't get paid for it. She doesn't work for free. And this led to Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey kind of uh, stating that Monique's kind of hard to work with, with at the time and still now cost Monique a lot of roles and a lot of money to her pockets. And she mentioned to Shannon how at that time, whenever she was making money, money, that was like she was bringing home two to three million a year. So this happened, she says that happened about 15 years ago. So you do the math. That's almost like straight up 30 to $40 million she's been locked out of that she got yanked away from her family and her people from eating because of Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry. And Monique, she even stated that she has video, not video, God, audio of herself and her husband talking to Tyler Perry about why did Tyler Perry start that nasty rumor saying that she was hard to work with and it's available online. I mean, people will listen to that audio and they'll take it whatever way they want to take it. But if you have someone on audio saying that their experience with her was different, how they shouldn't have said that she was hard to work with. That's an admission right there that, yo, dog, that's not cool. That's not right. So in a way, people will say that Tyler Perry apologized to Monique privately, but he hasn't done it publicly. And that's the one thing 
Monique is harping on how Tyler Perry needs to apologize publicly. Don't say things behind my back and cost me money publicly while privately you give me this apology. No, make that apology privately and publicly so people publicly can see me and guess what? They can start hiring me again and making money and I can start making money for my family. That's her big issue with Tyler Perry and Oprah and kind of more she has more of a problem. I'll say more with Oprah because Oprah did start to uh, take some roles from Monique. Monique has stated even in the interview that she doesn't audition. She's not that type of person. You have to call her up and say that I want you. And guess what? There it is. She doesn't audition like that. And she talked about how Lee Daniels, a person that she had a problem with and a beef with, how he apologized and how they're cool now. Um, whenever he was going to make the movie The Butler, he was going to have Monique in the role that Oprah played. That Monique was slated to be in that role, but that didn't happen because Monique is saying that Oprah Winfrey made the call and said that she wanted that role, and Oprah Winfrey got the role. And as a person on the outside looking in, that's wrong. That's nasty. Oprah Winfrey, you already had money. You had money, money. What do you need to be in that role? From Lee Daniels, why do you why did you want that? You just wanted that so you can gank it away from someone that you didn't like? That's nasty, bro. That's nasty. And again, this is all from Monique's point of view. We don't have Oprah Winfrey coming out to say anything yet. This is all just nasty work. And if it is true, which I'm kind of inclined to believe, because let's get it twisted. Doesn't matter how much money you have, you still could be nasty and petty all day. Look at 50 Cent. My man has money, but if you owe him money or if you've done something nasty and rude to him, my man works every single day, but by God, he finds time out of his day to post something on Instagram just to bother the ever-loving hell out of you, just to make sure that you know that he still has beef with you. That's king point right there. And by the way, shouts out to 50 because 50 worked with Monique. He put her on uh, BMF, I believe, last season. So Monique at least is cool with 50, and 50's trying to make it right for everybody to make it cool with Monique. So I appreciate 50 for doing that for Monique on her behalf as well. But just because you have money, that doesn't mean you can't be petty. And it seems that Oprah Winfrey was petty in that moment in this situation with Monique. And Monique even mentioned how she had um, a talk show or a show at one point, and she mentioned, she said the title of the show, and she had uh, Oprah Winfrey's former um, makeup artist who passed away, I believe his name was Reggie Wells, and how he was there when Oprah had a phone conversation with Monique, and it was about, I believe, doing the presser for Precious, and how Monique wanted money from the international press, and she already did everything that was slated in her contract, Oprah wanted her to do more. And how Oprah was willing to pay for her hotel rooms, pay for her dinners and everything. But Monique, she just wanted cash. She didn't want that. And Oprah says, no, I don't give away money for free. I'm not doing that. And then Monique said, okay, cool. And then she got off the phone with her. And then the makeup artist told Oprah, you know you need to pay her. Why Why are you going to, why, why are you doing this? Why? And Oprah says, I'm not paying her nothing. Now, this is all Monique saying comes from the makeup artist saying this. And again, she gives out the name for the show that she had her on. 
if anybody has that on whatever platform they have, you can probably look it up there. I didn't go look for it because the way in which Monique was speaking on Shannon Sharp's couch, not speaking harmful, not speaking with any type of malice you can hear in her voice. She was speaking calm and everything sounded just so right. It sounded like she just wants everything to be done right. Treat her right and everything will be good. I believe Monique. I do. I believe Monique. I believe that she got treated wrong. I think that Oprah Winfrey has a beef with Monique. And I think Oprah Winfrey needs to, uh, I think Oprah Winfrey needs to apologize to Monique. I really do. I think Tyler Perry needs to apologize to Monique publicly as well. They need to make this right and get, give Monique back the money that she has been cost from this time. And people were saying, even under the YouTube comments, why doesn't she sue? That's something that Monique has the answer to. I don't know the answer. I know for me, I will probably sue, but guess what? You, if you think about it, if you sue someone like a Tyler Perry, sue someone like Oprah Winfrey, one, you better hope that you got the right judge that does not care about how much money Oprah or Tyler Perry has. They want to get this trial done. They want it to be speedy and efficient. It doesn't matter how much money that person has because they just want the case to be done. They want justice to be served. Now, that's not always the case in the justice system, as we see from movies, from TV, and even personal experience. Certain cases will linger on and fester on forever, and it will seem like forever, and it could just be like four, five, six, seven years over something so minuscule. We've seen that a lot with people uh, breaking into homes or like punching someone, or even in murder cases. There are some people right now in the jail system that has not even had their case like done straight up because there's too many cases above them they're not prioritized uh efficiently all these things are in the justice system but again there's just so many reasons why monique probably hasn't sued tyler tyler and oprah i'm saying one because of the justice system not having someone there to uh get the job done fast and efficient Two, money will always hold up if the right person gets the right judge and they know that person. Guess what? Money talks. They can always slow down this case and kind of bleed out the other person dry. With Monique not having as much money as Tyler Perry or Oprah, she can bleed out and the whole case will get dropped. And guess what? She's left back down to being in debt and now being really having to work for free free for anybody just to get her name up. And again, this is all crazy to say that, but it's true. But... Monique has her reasonings, but I'm glad she was able to speak her truth on to Shannon Sharp's couch and uh, talk what she has to say. And by the way, I like how Monique did give Shannon Sharp the audio, and she would kind of like try to poke at Shannon to say, what did you hear on the audio, Shannon? Tell them. And Shannon never really answered to that, but he kind of said that in certain ways when Monique would say, they would try to say this, they would try to say that. And Shannon would say, why would they try to say that when they know that it's a lie? And she would say, Shannon, say that into that camera again. Say what you just said. And he would stop. And sometimes he would say, that's a lie. And there you go. So he's heard the audio. Shannon knows the truth from what Monique has given him from the audio. I just, again, I want everything right to be done to Monique. She's been treated unfairly. She's been treated wrongly. Please give Monique her just due, do right by her. That's all I'm asking. Please. I think everybody seeing the interview would uh, agree to it. And again, I hope Monique gets um, the money and the justice that is 
afforded to her. It seems that it's already going that way because right now, um, it was announced that she'll be on a couple of tour dates with Cat Williams and his uh, crew of people for Cat Williams' new uh, tour that he's doing. And Cat Williams, he got what Tori Hart, the ex-wife of Kevin Hart, she he has now uh, Monique, he has Mark Curry, he probably has other individuals, but those are the ones that are just jumping out at me right now. Uh, the way that everything is going, the next person that's probably going to be sitting on uh, Shannon Sharp's couch as a comedian is going to be something because I'm pretty sure Shannon's going to ask him or her about what's going on and what's their opinion on all of this. And the comedian world is just, it's been dealing with a lot of bad business and a lot of bad people. And right now, the way that 2024 goes, I feel that this isn't going to be the end of of hearing people just being nasty to one another for either previous business dealings or present business dealings that people are dealing with right now. So again, love and light to everyone involved in this. Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey, give Monique her apology in uh, apology in public so she can go about her day and you guys go about your day and give her the money that's rightfully earned to her because by God, she was earning two to three million at the time when she won the Oscar. And then whenever that nasty rumor saying that she was hard to work with started coming out and she started to lose roles, starting to lose money. And that's what, 15 years ago? Dog, that's a lot of money, especially for anybody. So yeah, I can understand why Monique has a gripe against that. But again, if you listen to the interview, you won't hear it. It doesn't sound mean or malicious. She's just stating the facts. So again... Love and light to Monique, love and light to Shannon Sharp. I'm glad that Shannon is doing all these interviews with a lot of people, and I'm glad that he's uh, booming and thriving, especially leaving uh, Fox and having been on ESPN First Thing with Stephen A and doing his own thing with Club Shay Shay and his doing his nightcap with Chad Ochocinco. Everything is looking up for our Shannon Sharp, so congratulations to him as well. Um, moving off of that, God, next up, I don't know how I transitioned into this, but screw it, I got to read it. Uh, Mary T... Teacher uh, arrested for sneaking into 14-year-old student's home to have sex in his bed. Cops finds her vaginal juices soaked into his sheets. A married Virginia teacher features up, faces up to 50 years behind bars after pleading guilty to having sex with a 14-year-old student over the school year at his home where her DNA was recovered from his bed linens. Megan Jordan, 25, who taught at Hungry Creek Middle School in Jericho County, sorry for butchering the name of the county, pleaded guilty to four counts of carnal knowledge and one count of indecent liberties of a minor, which are all felonies. During the 2022-2023 school year, Miss Jordan was having sexual relations with her 14-year-old student. Uh, the Commonwealth attorney, Shannon Taylor, announced Tuesday on several occasions, Miss Jordan would go to the victim's house and have sexual intercourse with the student uh, where is it? Her DNA was recovered from his bed linens. Jordan was arrested in June of 2023, was initially charged with five counts of carnal knowledge of a minor and two counts of indecent liberty with a minor. She continues to be held without bond and faces 50 years in prison when sentenced on May 20th. So there you go. We have more teachers still screwing around with these young uh, kids. This is still weird to me. I remember when I was a kid, like a teenager and dude i had no teacher that was out there sleeping with 
any of the students, because if you did hear about it, trust me, you would have heard about it in the school that I was in, because I think every school goes the same. If something happens, you'll hear about it, it'll float around, and there was nothing of that. But now me being an adult and me seeing and constantly hearing about kids uh, being, I'm just going to say, molested by their teachers or having sexual relations with their teachers, it is a weird thing. Again, being a teenager, you would think, by God, where is all the fine teachers at? By God. But when you're an adult, you'll say, why are you guys sleeping with these teenagers, dude? Get with someone of your own age. Matter of fact, get with your husband. You're married. I don't know what, I don't know what caused her to like this 14-year-old boy, teen, whatever. It's nasty. It's not good. Uh, for her to get 50 years or the potential to get 50 years, that's crazy too. But, hey, man, certain people really don't play about that. And I feel that. So, hey, whatever happens, happens to her. We'll see what happens May 20th. But, uh, yeah, uh, parents, look after your kids. See what's going on with them. If your kid's starting to act weird or I'm not going to say weird, but act out way out of the ordinary than they usually do, look into that. See who's been touching them. See who's been messing with them. See uh, the type of teacher affections that they've been getting. Do all that. Just to make sure that they're cool. And if you are a teacher and you have an idea or a thought to mess around with one of your students, don't do it. Do not do it. It's not worth it. And uh, you probably want to talk to a therapist because there might be some underlining uh, tra child trauma dealing with that. Seriously. But uh, love and light to the 14-year-old boy, teenager. And again, to the teacher, I'm not certain if you should get 50 years for this, but again, We'll just have to wait and see. Now, moving on to updates. The first update I do want to talk about is the death of a Georgia couple's baby that was decapitated during delivery has been classified by a medical examiner as a homicide, as this was reported by the Associated Press. Trevon Taylor Jordan's parents have sued the hospital and doctor who delivered the baby in July. Both have denied wrongdoing. The Clayton County Medical Examiner's Office found the imminent case of the baby's death was a broken neck and said the human action was to blame, according to the office statement distributed by attorneys at a news conference Wednesdays. The boy's parents, Jessica Rose and Trevon Isaac, or Isaiah, excuse me, Taylor Sr., said Dr. Tracy St. Julian delayed a surgical procedure and failed to seek help quickly when the boy got stuck during labor. Now, one of the attorneys for Tracy Julian said that they reject the findings that the baby's injuries happened before the death. Although tragic, that rare outcome has been reported in the medical literature and can happen in the absence of any wrongdoing by the physicians, which is the case here. Uh, one of the attorneys, Scott Bailey, said in a court filing in September that the doctor used every maneuver a reasonable obstetrician would have employed to deliver the baby when its shoulder got trapped. Now, that would be the doctor's attorney saying this. The hospital has denied any negligence in a court filing in November. A spokesperson said she couldn't comment Wednesday because of the lawsuit. The county is still looking into this as an investigation. There will be no comments on the active case. So I'm glad at least the parents do know and know this was a homicide, so meaning I hope they get some type of justice here. We'll have to wait and see. And this was one thing that was, this was one case I was really like waiting on because I remember talking about this when this thing first happened. And I thought that was weird. How can a baby's uh, 
head be decapitated. But again, I'm not in the medical field. And for this now to be ruled a homicide, we'll just have to wait and see what happens more down the line. I hope that the um, parents will get some justice, get some type of peace. I know they'll never get any true peace because they lost a kid because of this. But I hope they get some type of... Uh, justice and peace of mind now knowing that their case was never just thrown to the wayside as we've seen from other uh cases so they're still looking into this and hopefully uh the parents will get some type of justice all at the end of this on to the next update Sofia Vergara Sofia Vergara and the family of Grizel Blanco they have decided to settle out of court and I'm glad they were able to do this because I said there were going to be some settlement happening I'm glad that the family is at least going to get compensated I said all of this whenever the lawsuit come about. They were also trying to stop the show from being airing on Netflix. I said that wasn't going to happen because Netflix put too much promotional marketing dollars into it. And Griselda Blanco, I know that thing was trending when it first came out. I watched a couple episodes of it. It was good. Um, I got to continue watching other episodes. Life kind of got in the way from me finishing it. But um, yeah, I'm glad that the family of Griselda Blanco is able to get some money from uh, Sofia Vergara and Netflix because what the son was stating that he never got compensated because he talked about uh, some of the stories to the producers and they just decided to use it without compensating him for it. I'm glad he's getting paid. The family's getting paid. So I'm glad for that. I'm hoping that more people do that to a lot of other series. And again, I still find it weird how series can be made without my permission. And that's still crazy. So, again, I hope this leads into other people suing uh, other shows whenever uh, people use their stories or things like that without their permission or even getting paid. So, I'm glad that he was able to get something. The family was able to get something. And uh, I know it ain't helping. I know it's not hurting uh, Sophia or Netflix because dropping a little bit of money to them to throw this trouble out the way just so your show to keep going in the Netflix uh, algorithm. It's not going to hurt them at all. So, yeah, go ahead, pay them, give them what they want, and just let them go about their business as you guys are continuing to do business with the Griselda moniker. So, again, I'm glad everybody was able to uh, handle that. Anything else I want to talk about before I get out of here? Uh, WWE. Um, I have to bring this up because now it's going into the whole, not just the WWE world, it's going into the actual media world. Uh, it seems that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, he is now enthralling himself into uh, the main event of WrestleMania. If you've seen the press conference this past week, it was supposed to be Rock. It was leading to Rock going against Roman Reigns, but the uh, Royal Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes, he comes out. He has to stop and say, nope, I'm finishing my story. I want your cousin, Roman Reigns. And this leads to Cody even talking trash about Roman's family, which happens to be... Uh, Rock's family, which he didn't even say no trash. He just says that if Roman's grandfather was here, if Rock's grandfather, who was the high chief Peter Maivia, who everybody in the Samoan uh, dynasty looks up to, if they were here, they would look at Roman saying that he is, they would be ashamed of him. This would lead to Rock coming up and saying, Cody, watch his mouth, because when you talk about my family, you're talking about his blood and my blood, all that type of stuff. Rock slaps Cody in the mouth, and you just start seeing Cody want to get at Rock. So again, this is nothing but just media at its finest and is making his way and is doing his job because WrestleMania is going to be one of the biggest hot tickets coming around what April when people start uh getting tickets coming to Philadelphia coming and spending money in Philly so if you live in Philly try to get a job 
at least in the local bars, the hotels, because you're going to get at least get some tips because WrestleMania season rolls around every year. Uh, you get people from every walk of life, whether people in the United States, people across the border, people around the pond. I mean, everybody comes from every place just to come in and watch WrestleMania, the biggest event of the wrestling uh, platform every year. So this is going to be the biggest one because I'm pretty sure The Rock is going to be there and you probably got more other surprises going to be there. But uh, yeah, that's happening in WWE world. I hope they continue to do big business and everything else because once they do big business, that means the rest of the wrestling world does big business and I care about wrestling. So I hope they do business and I hope they do big business and uh, hope any type of celebrity that comes in to WrestleMania's door has a great time. I hope everybody has a great time whenever uh, April rolls around. Um, anything else more? Oh yeah, big game today. How did I miss that? Big game today. I think that they're gonna have the Chiefs win it. Uh, they're gonna continue on with the whole Taylor Swift business because NFL and Taylor are in business. It is what it is. And if people have a problem yet again with seeing Taylor's face on the monitor, because you know you're gonna see it, just shut your eyes for a little bit and then have the person right beside you or whoever you have nudge you and tell you when Taylor Swift off your viewpoints that's all and if you're just there to watch commercials go and watch the commercials i want everyone to have a uh, great day today hope everybody enjoys the big game and just again enjoy yourselves now with that being said uh it's time for self some uh self-promotion if you haven't listened to my midweek episode is available to you right now uh it's midweek episode number 50 it's almost been me doing this whole thing for a year for the midweek and another two episodes so that would be great for that uh as i said i talk about professional wrestling that episode is available for you now yesterday is wrestling house this week so that's up there right now and that's about it so with that being said i want to thank all the podcast sites out there i want to thank apple google podcasts uh, Podbeam, Amazon, Spotify, all the other podcasts out there available because without them, I wouldn't be able to get this podcast out to you, the downloaders, the listeners. So I want to thank them, but certainly, second, not least, um, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, the downloaders, because without you guys, I'll just be one guy talking into a mic, into a black void. And I want to say thank you to everyone that downloads the episodes. I see where they're coming from, and I appreciate every single one of you. I want everyone to have a great day, have a great rest of your week. Um, always remember, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, I love you, I love you. That's not a gimmick. I truly appreciate every single one of you. I want everyone to have a great day. Have a blessed week. Valentine's Day is coming. Again, get something for your loved ones. This has been my Two Cents Podcast hosted by G2. He is I and I am him. This is a goodbye. This is a tear here for the sweet sounding voice again. And you will sometime this week. So with that, Kanye, could you please... Take these people home. I'm tired, you tired, uh-huh. Jesus wept. Uh-huh.